The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues, currently serving in Wesley Chapel, and St. Pete, and Tampa, and Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation. Let us pray before we start today. Abba, Father, we thank you and praise you and worship you and acknowledge you in every area of our lives. Lord, we come to you, Father, asking humbly for your wisdom. As we look at Scripture, we are seeking to apply it to our lives. Lord, you said that faith without works is dead. And so we want to apply the works of your word, along with having the faith to read it and believe it. So, Lord, if there are any areas in our lives that are not of you, open our hearts so that we can see the truth. We bless you, we praise you, and honor you. We thank you for all that you're doing and give you the glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, it is a blessing to be here this day. Uh, I want to report back to you on our Israel event. Uh, at this point, it was, uh, well, it was on February 8th, uh, and I had talked to you about it. Maybe some of you were there. I don't know. But it was an excellent event. We believe that over 400 people attended. It was a real diverse group. There were people from different communities, the Jewish community, the Messianic Jewish community, the Christian community, the Israel community, and Muslims. So I believe that people were touched, and there's more to come. I'll keep you informed. I pray that we'll have many come out from the heart of Messiah the next time that we do one of these events. It's, it has a number of purposes, but we'll talk about it when we're closer to the next event. Come visit us at Shoresh David, please. And, and the way to know where and when is to go to our website, Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. Uh, or you can call us, and we'll give you the information, 813-831-5673. We also would love to come to your church or your Bible study group and share a, passing, uh, a, a teaching about Passover or Israel or many other things in Scripture. So, uh, feel free, again, to contact us, call our phone number, 
uh, or you can certainly, you can always reach me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. That would be great. If this program blesses you, please consider giving a gift for the Heart of Messiah ministry. It will help pay for our radio bills. So the topic we're going to address today is should the uh, the church observe the holy days or the appointed times in Leviticus 23? Well, uh, first of all, that you know, I need your hearts to be open to God's word and um, give it some thought. See if this makes sense to you or you'd like to just throw it out. <laughs> uh, look, I believe, and we'll talk more about this when we talk about the law, but I don't believe that this is a commandment like we have to do it. However, if the church uh, has joined the commonwealth of Israel, as it talks about in Scripture, and we read the following in Leviticus 23, you have to ask yourself the question, should the church be involved in this? So, there's no place where it talks about the fact that only Jewish people or only Israel shall keep these holy days. So it starts out here in Leviticus 23. It says, Then Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, and tell them, These are the Moedim, or the appointed times of Adonai, which you are to proclaim to be a holy convocation, my Moedim, my appointed times. So not only does God call this an appointed time, which means that he, he's made these appointments for us, uh, but look, in verse 14, it says, It is a statue forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. If in verse 21, it says, this is a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. In verse 31, it says, you should do no kind of work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. In verse 41, it says, you are to celebrate it as a festival to Adonai for seven days. In the year, it is a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to celebrate it in the seventh month. So, if it's repeated uh, so many times, just in Leviticus 23, uh, do you think it's important to God? I believe celebrating these appointed times is part of loving God. Is it required? No. I don't think it's required, but again, we'll talk more about that when we talk about the law. But should we, if we see something that pleases God, 
and is repeated in Scripture, I think it's reasonable to do it. Now, it's it's an interesting thing because um, you have to figure out, well, is this only for Israel, only for the Jewish people? Or as I'm reading Scripture from Genesis to Revelation, is it all concerning me as well? And that's something you'll have to answer for yourself. I can't answer that for you. For all the Christians who say they are now the chosen people, it would seem to me that they are still asked to be obedient. Should they not want to also celebrate God by observing God's appointed times? Why teach from the Hebrew Scriptures and not seek to follow those Scriptures? I mean, there are so many places where we teach from Psalm 23 or any any of the scriptures, you know, uh, Isaiah 55, Isaiah 58, all of these places, we, we teach from these scriptures. We say, uh, for unto us a child is born in, in uh, Isaiah 9. So we're teaching from the Hebrew scriptures, but for some reason we don't feel that that means we should follow them in certain cases. Okay, you know, uh, go for it. <laughs> uh, just think about it. Isn't Scripture the very heart of Messiah? Hebrews 13.8 says, Yeshua, the Messiah, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, also in Leviticus 23... The first appointed time we find is Shabbat. And it says in verse 3, Work may be done for six days, but the seventh day is a Shabbat of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You are to do no work. It is a Shabbat to Adonai in your dwellings. These are the appoint, and then we'll go on in a moment. But so let's go over this. Uh, Work should be done for six days. Seventh day, you should rest, and you should do no work. It's a Sabbath or a Shabbat to the Lord. So your focus in this day of rest should be God. Is there anything that is wrong with doing this? I don't think so. So is it something you should consider doing? I think so. It's it's reasonable. In verse 4, it says, These are the appointed feasts of Adonai, holy convocations, which you are to proclaim in their appointed season. So... Um, in Exodus 31, 16 and 17, still talking about the Sabbath, it says, So the children of Israel are to keep the Sabbath, or the Shabbat, to observe the Shabbat throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. So, in a sense, you could say, well, I'm not part of the children of Israel. Okay, that's reasonable. 
If that's how you see it, that's fine. Um, But if you look at Scripture and you see that you're part of the commonwealth of Israel, then you have to further define things. You just, we just have to be honest with ourselves and the Lord because God looks at our heart. In verse 17 of Exodus 31, it is a sign between me and B'nai Yisrael forever. For in six days Adonai made heaven and earth. On the seventh day he ceased from work and rested. Now, we know from previous weeks that God has set Israel apart. So the question will be, at what point are you at the commonwealth of Israel? You have to make that decision. And once you make that decision, then you know what things you should do. But even if not, and you realize this is God's heart, Why not do it? In Exodus 20, which are the Ten Commandments, right? It says, remember Yom Shabbat, this is the fourth one, uh, to keep it holy. So we're to remember it each week. You are to work six days and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Shabbat to Adonai your God. In it shall... um, In it you shall do no work, not you, nor your son, your daughter, your male servant, your female servant, your cattle, nor the outsider that is within your gates. For in six days Adonai made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Thus Adonai blessed Yom Shabbat and made it holy. So, you have to decide, is this for you? I was reading uh, some different commentaries, and I read this one commentary. It's a Christian commentary, and they said the following, and let's look at it. The Sabbath was given to Israel, not the church. The Sabbath is still Saturday, not Sunday, and has never been changed. The Sabbath is part of the Old Testament law and Christians are free from the bondage of the law. Now, let's stop there. I would agree with that. I would agree with everything they said. The Sabbath was given to Israel. That is correct. Not the church. That is correct. The question is, should the church observe the Sabbath, not whether it was given to them or not? Anyway, the Sabbath is still on Saturday, not Sunday. I would agree with that. The Sabbath is part of the Old Testament law. I would agree with that. Though it is mentioned in the New Covenant, um, we see that God said man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. So obviously Yeshua had some feelings about the Sabbath, and he was obviously speaking to more than just Israel, right? Okay. Um, And... And it says uh, in this commentary that the Sabbath is part of the Old Testament law and Christians are free from the bondage of the law. I totally agree with you. Sabbath keeping is not required of the Christian, be it Saturday or Sunday. The first day of the week, Sunday, the Lord's Day, um, Revelations 110. Celebration of the new creation with 
Christ is our resurrected Savior, the Apostle Paul said that each individual Christian should decide whether to observe a Sabbath rest. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Uh, uh, Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. Romans 14.5, we are to worship God every day, not just Saturday or Sunday. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. And um, so, but we don't have every day to take the entire day to focus on God. But God is suggesting one in seven would be a Sabbath. (laughs) And isn't it oftentimes the reason we don't do things is because we're not challenged to do them. So if nobody's telling you that you should consider doing it, then you read it and you just say, hey, it's not for me. I'm here to challenge you. And I'm here to say, what do you think? Uh, For the most part, you know, as I said, I agree. I agree with what was written. Um, But, you know, look at it this way. If you find something that pleases your earthly father or your heavenly father, don't you enjoy doing it because you want to bless their heart? Doesn't the father enjoy when you do it, especially when it's not a law, but it just comes from your heart? Look at it conversely. If you know something that pleases your father and you repeatedly don't do it, would your father feel blessed? How would you feel when you let down your father? My earthly father was always so proud of me when I did something that obviously reflected his teachings. Even in something like when I saved money, he knew he couldn't force me to save money, but he sure did enjoy it when I did. This blessed my dad's heart. It made me happy to see him happy. And I picture my relationship with God similarly. God gives instructions in his word. Then I follow them. God is blessed, and then I am blessed. So let's look at Shabbat and see what God wants us to do. Remember to keep it holy. Work six days. Rest on the seventh. um, But rest to Adonai. In other words, to the Lord, our God. No work. No work for anyone under your control. And focus on the Lord. So people can always ask me about the rules of Shabbat. And I'm sorry. Uh, You know, well, you know, they'll say, can I buy and sell on Shabbat? Can I watch the football game on Shabbat? Can I cook on Shabbat? And I thought we said we're not under the law, but rather trying to please the heart of God. That's between you and God. Isaiah 58 addresses God's heart on this matter. Here are the last two verses in that chapter. Verse 13, if you turn back your foot from Shabbat, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight, the holy day of Adonai, honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, not seeking your own pleasure, 
not speaking your usual speech, then you will delight yourself in Adonai, and I will let you ride over the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of your father Jacob, for the mouth of Adonai has spoken. Look, this is the heart of Messiah concerning Shabbat. Each Shabbat, you get the chance to please the Lord with what you do and how to celebrate him. Now, look at Leviticus 23 from a different perspective. Let's look at the themes of each appointed day. The feast day, the holy day, whatever you'd like to call it. Now, first of all, there's the spring feasts, which have been all fulfilled, and the fall feasts, which are yet to be fulfilled. So the Sabbath is the rest in the Lord. Passover, God passes over our sins because of the blood of the Lamb and leads us away from sin. Yom Habikurim is the day of first fruits. Yeshua is the first fruit by his resurrection. Sefirat HaOmer, counting the Omer, you received freedom on Passover, and you're awaiting instruction, which happens on the 50th day, the Feast of Weeks, which is next, Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks, receiving the law and the spirit. Okay, those were all fulfilled. Rosh Hashanah is, starts the fall feast, head of the year. The shofar blows to awaken us from spiritual slumber by, speak, by, by uh, looking at our sins and repenting. Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, a reminder that God's going to judge us and we should not wait before getting right with him. And Sukkot, Feast of Booths, all um, called the, also called the Festival of Ingathering and symbolizes Yeshua as he is calling us to himself. These are God's appointed times. Is there any reason for you not to celebrate them? They all point to Messiah. How powerful are the messages of these appointed times? These appointed times should strengthen your faith. These appointed times speak of the faithfulness of God. Well, that's pretty much what we have for today, next week, we're going to talk about should the church keep the law. I think you already know where I am on this uh, based on today. But you know what? We'll go over it in a little more depth, and and we'll see how you feel about it. Look, if this program blesses you, please consider giving me a gift to, well, not actually for me for the heartofmessiah.org, and that'll help pay for our radio bills. And then come visit us at our congregations in St. Pete, Tampa, Wesley Chapel, and our Spanish-speaking one in Wesley Chapel. And certainly, to get that information, the easiest thing to do is call our office, 813-831-5600. Seven, three. Love to go to your church or Bible study and share teachings on Passover and other biblical topics. Uh, and certainly you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Well, let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you for your word that challenges us because it's not always what we think 
think with our own common sense because we need to trust in you. And so we trust in you this day, and we ask that you would apply your word to our heart so that we know how to please you because, Lord, we love you and we want to please you. And I pray that each person hearing my voice will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. 